Hi, beautiful listeners. Welcome to the Teacher Healer podcast, where we get to geek out on all things education and heal the world at the same time. I'm Janine, and welcome to today's episode, episode one. It's the first one. I've decided to start a podcast to have a chat about some of the things that have been on my mind in education. I work full-time for an organization that writes curriculum materials for teachers. We create education resources on social and environmental change based on anything that's out there at the moment in real world, documentary films, any organizations that are out there doing great things. Um, And we get funded by grants and philanthropy and private funders. It's a really great fun job. Uh, But what it does is it gets you to think a lot all of the time about the purpose of education and what we're doing. And I've been thinking an awful lot recently about the potential for education to heal. In my work, we talk a lot about uh, environmental education and climate change and how we can help empower children to heal the planet. And I think there's some steps that need to come in there as well that we haven't talked so much about at work. So this is, I guess, a forum for me to explore those ideas a bit further and think about the social healing that is needed to be able to get there. I suppose the situation we have with our environment at the moment is a pure reflection of where we are as human beings. And the fact that we, you know, we're driven by a culture that's reliant on money and greed. And I know that we're not all like that. I know there's plenty of people out there who have absolutely altruistic intentions. And at the moment, they're not necessarily sitting in the places of power that can make some of the massive decisions and changes that we need. And I think that the people who are sitting in the positions of power have a lot of healing that still needs to be done. So I guess what I'm looking at um, and why education is the tool is how do we help our children grow up to become the next generation of leaders that don't have some of the same mindset challenges that some of our most powerful people today have. And I was reading an interesting article in the conversation last week about the idea that in Australia, some of our uh, cultures have, have been retained from a culture that I guess, grew out of the convict settlement. So we had a lot of people who were migrants to Australia who were brought here because they were struggling or struggling financially. They were criminals. They had been deported by the English government from wherever they were from. We also had people brought over to work on the cane fields from the Pacific Islands. And there was a lot of, you know, slaves. They say that they were paid and that it wasn't slavery, but I'm going to acknowledge that that was slavery. So we had a lot of different things happening in the early years of Australia that really aren't that far behind us. They're only a few generations ago. So the idea that these patterns could have been passed down generation to generation for the last 200 years, isn't that silly, really, when you think about how some cultures have survived for thousands, if not tens of thousands of years, especially, you know, acknowledging the cultures of the First Nations people of Australia. If 
if that kind of cultural behavior can be retained over that period of time, then 200 years isn't very long. And if a, a vast majority of our culture was, you know, coming from convicts and invaders and people who were brought here against their will, there's going to be a very interesting feeling in the air, isn't there? So I suppose as a country, we have a lot of work to do. And I guess I'd like to start the conversation somewhere, you know, by prompting your thinking. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to be interviewing some really interesting people who have different ideas about the kind of healing that's happening in education and what they'd like to see happen in education. But for today, I think I just wanted to put out there my thoughts and ideas around this issue of healing. I think it's quite common these days for people to accept that the education system has grown out of the industrial era and doesn't necessarily fit where we're headed now. And I think Ken Robinson really put a spotlight on that for us all with his TED Talk on creativity and, and you know, what's going on in schools. But I, I don't know if there's been a lot of discussion about what the solutions necessarily are. We have a lot of um, trials happening. We have a lot of theories. We have a lot of handbooks. There's a new curriculum that we can work towards. But I think that we need a bit of a framework around that. And at some point I'm going to turn this into a book, but I, I decided to do a podcast first to help clarify some of my feelings and to hear from some other people about what they think. So when I say we need a new framework, what I mean is that I feel like we need to reevaluate the purpose of why we have school at all. You know, in the industrial era, prior, let's go back further. So prior to the industrial era, the school system existed to create academics and researchers. It was really looking into science and literature um, and things like that. And you can look at the long histories at, at the some of the oldest universities in Europe and America as to what was going on in their thinking then. But when the industrial era hit, compulsory school education was all about creating workers and, and giving people the skills that they needed to survive in a world that was becoming far more focused on the economy. So villages that might have previously relied predominantly on trading with their neighbours uh, where there was lots of small holders who had a lot of their own food that they were producing and they'd swap, you know, they'd get about and they'd help each other out. I think it became much more urbanized. We were we were talking much more about trying to have mass-produced items. Transport became a bit of a concern. People weren't try, able to get the goods that they necessarily wanted anymore. So th that small village trade system wasn't enough. It wasn't sufficient for the way our society was heading. So we needed to send kids to school. They needed to understand money, which is why numeracy is important. And they needed to be able to read because this was post the um, printing press era and reading was becoming really, really important. And we were, help we were starting to communicate across greater and greater distances. And that's still incredibly important, both of those skills for us. We still live in a world where money is you know, the, the financial economy is what holds our society together at the moment. We're a capitalist society. That's how it is. So yeah, we do need to know those things. We also need to know how to count to make trade fair. But I think that 
you know, as much as we need all of these communication skills and numeracy skills, there's so much more that we need. You know, we've been given a challenge by the United Nations to solve some of the world's biggest challenges by 2030. And these global goals are, they're powerful is what they are. And they have the capacity to make a massive change. But I don't know if we really have a lot of room within our society to make that the central focus because the central focus for all of us is still on earning money. So there needs to be a bit of a social shift that needs to happen. And that's, that's one level of healing, but that's probably going to be the thing that kind of comes in last. Um, I think that the first thing we need to really decide as an education community is why are we sending kids to school? Is it so that they can be successful and get jobs and earn lots of money? Or is there something else? You know, is it to save the planet? Is it to work towards the United Nations goals when they're adults? Is it to save some of the world's biggest problems? Is it to just be happy, to learn how to be grateful and appreciative and connected with the people around you? And I think, you know, either one of those is a really good starting point. And and I'd probably prefer to head down that path where we're looking at how can we make this world more fair for everyone? How can we move more towards love and kindness every single day? And how can we find joy and connection in our lives? To me, that feels like a much bigger priority when we're staring down the barrel of a massive mental health crisis. We've got obesity, we've got heart disease, we've got cancer. There's a lot of illnesses that are getting in our way from living a healthy, fulfilling life. And in the meantime, you know, we're degrading the planet. So that this lifestyle we're living in, the ex- this accepted norm isn't necessarily what's good for us or what's right for us. And it's certainly, we're being shown very clearly that it's not right for this earth that we live on. So some changes need to be made. And I wonder if a shift from this success-driven, growth-driven ideology that we have in society and work and school, if that was shifted to a kindness well-being focus, you know, where it's about humanity and it's about care for one another. There's a very different school that we're looking at then, isn't it? The whole thing needs to shift. And while, you know, we want to be continuing to look at innovations in science because we want to be looking at how we can cure these diseases and how we can build fortified crops that grow with less water and all of these things, there's some things that we can do without in our education system. There's different ways we can approach our modelling to be able to bring in a healing focus to what we do rather than a growth and success focus. And I guess that's what I'm here to inspire you towards is to think about those things. You know, what what are the primary assumptions that we make about what education is that need to be challenged? What's at the basis of our belief systems around education? Why exactly are we there? And if you ask any teacher why they became a teacher, a majority of the time they'll be telling you, I wanted to make a difference. Most teachers won't turn around and say, I really want to help kids make a bunch of money so they can get big houses and live successful lives. Most teachers will tell you that they had a teacher who looked out for them and made them feel like a real human being and they want to do that for others. Some teachers, a lot of really great teachers will say, 
they love it when the light goes off in that student's eye because they've finally understood a concept they previously found difficult. And, you know, they're the really great teachers because they will stick it out no matter what, because I feel like the teachers who are in there because they want to make a, a positive difference to a child's life, they get disillusioned actually, because it's not about the knowledge and the learning for them. It's about the humanity and you know, you get heaps and heaps of teachers who find they can't find the humanity in school anymore. You know, they get bullied themselves. And that's something that I, I will be discussing in another session episode with you is, you know, what are the triggers for teachers? Why do they leave the profession? What sets them off? Why are they bullied by children? How is that even possible? What is going on for them that needs healing? And what is going on for the children that need healing when they feel like they need to behave that way? You know, we, we've got a lot of teachers walking into classrooms and they're, they're seeing kids with behaviours that they don't understand how to manage. And I've certainly done that as a casual teacher in recent years. I've walked back into a classroom and been utterly overwhelmed by the way that children have been behaving. And we can sit there and play the blame game for as long as you want. We can say, oh, well, it's parents' fault. They're not having discipline. It's the world's fault. Kids are worried about dying of climate change, so school isn't relevant. You could say it's the teacher's fault because they don't know how to discipline them anymore. It's the system's fault because they don't allow them to discipline anymore. It's just disengaging. We can, we can play the blame game as long as we want but it doesn't help us find solutions. So my challenge to you all for homework before the next episode is to have a look around you and, you know, see, don't just focus on what you think's broken and what's not working. Find the nuggets of things that are working. What is going well? What are people doing that inspires you? What's going right when the relationships between teachers and students are going well? What is that success factor that we're looking for? Why are you teaching or, you know, sending your kid to school and hoping that it's going to work? What is your hope and dream for this? I think if we can all re-clarify our intentions for education and start to think a bit more about what could be done so much better, how can we completely reconstruct this from the ground up? I think we're going to start then to see some innovations and maybe innovation isn't what our system needs. Maybe it needs a complete reshuffle, but until people are talking about this, I don't think it's going to make the kind of shift that we want. And I've certainly noticed the education system can move quite slowly and that people want to do a lot of empirical research to make sure that things work. They don't like the idea of experimenting on children, but there's a lot of knowledge out there about what it is to be a human being. We certainly have a lot of empirical research coming out of great people like Brene Brown who can tell us exactly what it means to be a good human being and some of the skills that we need to heal ourselves as adults before we can help the kids pick up those skills to stop repeating the damaging cycles that are going through our society that we've been passed down from the convict eras and the invasion. So. It's a thought that I'm putting out there and I look forward to exploring it with you all and hearing what you all have to say. Um, If you'd like to speak uh, to me on this podcast, get in touch. I'll have my details on the podcast notes for you to get in contact with me and uh, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Teacher Healer podcast. Bye all.
Thanks for listening to the Teacher Healer podcast. Find more episodes and information at www.teacherhealer.com. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please rate us or refer us to your friends and colleagues. And if you care about saving the world from plastic, click on the zero code link in the show notes to learn what you can do to help. 